showtime. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to. Uh, we got we're gonna be we're gonna be doing something a little different today. We we are having a call in show. Uh, we had a guest. I think we lost a guest, and uh, and you know what? It's not, it's all right. It is all right because you know why. You know what that means. We get to do in the backup type scenario. That means we get to have more personal one on one interactions with you. And I got to say, it's got to be the seasonality of it because, boy, oh, boy, we have had. Oh, yeah. Uh, OSU. Uh, Ryan, I know. I know this person very, very, very well. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Right. Sorry. I was some real sly inside baseball there. But so what we're going to do is we're going to have a call in show. You don't necessarily have to call in. You can write in. You can go to uh, you can write in at mail at the You can go to the and uh, uh, submit one via the form there. Um, or you can give us a call live and, uh, and we're, we're totally good with all of that. And, you know, we'll, we'll keep at this for a little bit and then head on over to the after show and have ourselves a good time. Cause I'm sure <laughs> Mr. DeMay has something in store for us to bring up the heart rate and make sure that no one really particularly enjoys waking up tomorrow. So, um, that's, I'm here for your weekly stress test, Matt. Yeah, that's, that's good. Listen, tonight it's either going to be the after show or the queen. You take your pick. <laughs> I, I will default to the queen, my friend. Default to the queen. Just kidding. <laughs> Starting to taste battery. You dusty son mouth. of a bitch. You dusty <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, uh, for those of you that don't know, alongside with me today, I've got uh, I've got Mr. Ryan here, and I've also got Mr. Ray. Gentlemen, how the hell are y'all doing? It's a great it's day a to be alive. Yeah, it's been a good you. week for me so far. Yeah. And you know what? I've got a pizza crust rising right now as we speak. Hey, I made pizza. Right, yeah. I, almost, I almost took a picture and sent it to you, Ray. It yeah, was... yeah. So, so the plan, so the plan is, is that I'm going to get in a little exercise and then I'm going to roll out a pizza crust and have dinner after the sh- after the after show. It's a way to cancel out both sides of that equation, sir. I applaud your efforts. Well, actually, uh, it's called. Uh, it's called I don't need to lose weight, so uh, you know the pizza fits in well, especially with a pound of it or so of Italian sausage on it. <laughs> well, trust me, any weight that Damn. you have lost in your life, I have found, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pound it's of Italian sauce, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Demay, what are you drinking there? Are you on the uh, vodka orange sherbet kick, or is this uh, no? There's no no, no booze tonight. I've got no. This is just a little bit of Gatorade. I'm I'm uh, being a good you're boy. Being good. Get, you're, you're, you're being good. You're being good. Tomorrow, starting bright and early, so I gotta I gotta be. You on got it the now. shakes. Mm. You got no, the quivers. Uh, my uh, no, no quivers. You de- you DTing? No, 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 I'm fine. <laughs> just I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm no, just no, kidding. no, 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 no. You see. Uh, Maybe the only time somebody gets it, but not no. DTN for real. Yeah, I mean, who's you know, that here? Shit! Can you, yes. <laughs> can you do the Eiffel Tower in London? Is that is that allowed? <laughs> anyway, uh, I in digress. that regard, uh, J Pink, how about you throw up the number on the line? Uh, the line uh, or the the number? We're, <laughs> we're gonna the number. We're gonna call. Oh, no, we're call making Smith it, first. We're calling out. We're di- we're dialing out. We are dialing our, out. Our, our first is call is to uh, someone who legitimately in the call logs here has probably 30 attempts 
uh, over the last several uh, shows. So we're going to call him. Paul, take a hint. Yep. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, spicy. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Spicy. Yeah. And then when we finish up with that, we'll get into some of the mailbags here because we're coming yeah, up. There's some good mailbags. Being inundated with mailbags. There's incredible. some good stuff. Yeah. Everyone's nervously awaiting the call answered. Oh, hey, Paul! Paul? Can you hear me, Paul? Paul, this is Matt, the Grass Factor Martin, and crew. I do have the crew with me. Did you hear us? Hello. Hey, Paul. Nice this call. is Matt, the Grass Factor Martin. Oh, no, shit. No, it didn't work. didn't work. What is going Try on? Try it again real quick. You know, this is this is the issue with Skype. This is why Skype did not proliferate during the pandemic because it's an inferior it's an inferior service. This 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 is this is Google Voice. Oh, mm. oh. he's gonna say something about Android or something. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Hey, Paul. It's Matt Martin. Paul. It's Matt Martin. Hello, uh, Paul. This is Matt Martin. Hey, text Paul, him. This is me. Matt Martin. You have to text him. Appar- appar- apparently, Hello? we cannot dial. Hey, Paul. It's Matt Martin. Hey, I don't Paul. think he can hear you. Yeah, yeah, he can't. He can't. This is this is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> said this is great. This is great radio. I know, Paul. You can't hear us, but we did want to reach out to you because you've called us so many times, and uh, we've not been able to make the connection. Oh, wow, Sorry, we're getting we're... that figured out offline. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and and take a look at some of this here. We had uh, a Sewell test from Mailbag out of Texas. This was David. David was looking for some general advice based off the Sewell test here. And uh, so we've got two that we're looking at. I'm assuming one is like a front yard, the other is a backyard kind of scenario here. And we'll kind of take a look at the front yard because the back I threw the front yard not... up first here. Yeah, it is It is not much different than the back anyway, so I think one would be sufficient in, in solving whatever it is that we need to address here. Um, and the first thing that sticks out to me is uh, soil pH, right? You're definitely on the higher side of things. You're in uh, you're in Texas, so that's what we expect to see is high pH soil, high higher on the calcium thing. Look at look at the look at the sulfur levels here. That and that's uh that seems seems to be a little high. So a fair amount of uh the calcium in the soil may exist as uh, as calcium sulfate, a uh, little little gypsum rich soil there. But if this were my lawn and I were were maintaining it, I'd be doing a one zero one. Uh, I, I I hate to toot my own effing horn here, but uh, Ryan's sprayable seventeen oh seventeen with the AMS and K nitrate would be a pretty a pretty good little lick for this right here. Um. And then on top of that, some sort of program to manage uh, and reduce soil pH and your your gravy, baby. I mean, that's that is pretty simple. One to one in the K, um, derived from AMS as a nitrogen source. If you can, if you can't, don't sweat it. Um, and then uh, and then you know some sort of soil pH remediation program. You know, and that could be a, a combination or uh, you know singular type of uh, uh, elemental sulfur application, which we, that also could be contributing to the high sulfur levels we see here. Um, which would make sense because the high sulfur levels is that did you know turn into sulfuric acid would produce calcium sulfate and uh, you know leach out all that fun stuff. So yeah, one to one indicate and a and a and a and a 
pH remediation program. We can take a look at the back too. Um, and uh, not much different here. Pretty much the same. A little lower in phosphorus. And uh, and look here. This is a uh, is that a bray? Is that what BI is? Yep. No. That's no. Actually, actually, that's uh, bicarbonate. Oh. And some labs denote a, an Olson test as a as a BI because the extractant really? for an Olson test is a saturated solution of sodium bicarbonate. Interesting. I did not know, so, I did not know they that call was it, the extractant used. Yes. So the so what the, so that when I see BI that and I see the numbers then that tells me that yeah we're a little bit on the on the lower side and it depends of course on what kind of grass we're even growing here because if this were a cool season lawn i would not get too concerned but if we were trying to grow a high quality warm season grass i'd go not the 101 i'd actually be doing something like say equalizer which is 111 and still ammonium sulfate and ammonium nitrate base but it would have a decent amount of p as well yeah if that were warm season and you know really i did i did not notice uh the various uh, down at the bottom they also have a weak bray a p1 and then a malic three and you're not M3, off the charts yeah. on, on phosphorus by any stretch means of the imagination. So even jump starting the year with a one to one to one and then transitioning over to a one yeah, zero one. Just giving it a little shot. Yeah, just as well. Give... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and then, yeah. you know, uh, soluble good, you know, chelated micronutrient, you know, package on top of that if you need a little bit of additional color and you know, your gravy baby. And I would say the same thing applies mm-hmm. for the back here. Um Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I, I like seeing these soluble salts in solution. And there's a reason why, because really that tells me, um, uh, you know, I think about it. And this is kind of what I picked up on growing hydroponically is you're constantly monitoring the soluble salts uh, in your in your water, in your growing medium, right? Because water is your growing medium. And so, you know, you want to maintain a certain salt index of your water because that basically is telling you the, the, the value of the of the fertility load that's dissolved in water. And so when you see it real low like this, you know, that tells you that currently right now, there's not a whole lot of available uh, 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 nitrogen, particularly in, in your soil. So you would get a really big response from even a, a meager application of nitrogen at this point with such a low soluble salts uh, right there. But neither here nor there, not necessarily, you know, something to pay attention to when you manage turf because, you know, really you're applying nitrogen more based off, you know, time of year, your expected color response, expected growth rate, all that fun stuff. Uh, J-Ping, are we, is Paul on yet? Uh, go to the next oil test. Okay. Uh, the next one here, we have Lone Goose in New York. We'll pull this up. And we have a spring of 22 uh, versus something else. But we'll, we'll take a look at this one here. And he said, uh, I attached my soil test for this year. I sent my soil test to you guys last year. I was wondering if you can compare the two tests and see if I'm taking the right approach. I got my hands on some AMS this year after hearing Ray get hard every time he brings a, up AMS. I have access to lots of input options. Is there plenty he of does. side farms and site ones on Long Island where I live? Also, my local ag supplier. Thanks for all you do. Um, 
So what's interesting, taking a look at this here, uh, I would not be applying ammonium sulfate because our soil pH is so low. Uh, this is another one where I'd be applying a one-to-one in the K, like a 20020 or 18018, and uh, you know, probably stick to urea. And I would also be applying lime. Um and uh, yes. a decent amount of it with a soil pH of, of 5.6 and, uh, you know, pretty, pretty low buffer uh, pH as well, too. So um, have at it. Have fun with your lime uh, because you're probably going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of, uh, I would say, like 100 pounds per thousand square feet. Uh, and, you know, you can get that out in multiplication, multiple applications throughout the course of the year. Um, and I would probably stick to just calcitic lime. I mean, it's really is 105 parts made of magnesium, very high. I wouldn't necessarily call it that. You could apply dolomite. You're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But compared yeah. to last year, and we'll take a look at last year as far as what's changed. Um, I mean, not, you know, from a statistically significant s- standpoint, not just a ton of movement. We see our K levels dropped a little bit. Um, our P levels went up. Uh, so I wonder if there was some malorganite at play here. Uh, do we do we have an iron uh, before and after? Uh, yeah, we do. We skyrocketed on iron. Uh, we we jumped pretty aggressively on uh, on phosphorus. I wonder if malorganite was in the program. Pull it. Uh, that is not what you want to be applying. Again, a one zero one ratio type of fertilizer and uh, and lime would be your friend, and that would be the type of program I'd run. Would y'all do anything different? No, I, I think nope. this is a 101 as well. And then please, please, please get that pH up. And if you are uh, on the Milo train, do get off of it. Do get off of it because uh, toot toot. this is not this is not helping the, uh, the phosphorus deficiency. And the other thing that I need to think about is an excess of iron and then interfere with, for example, manganese, zinc, and copper uptake, because zinc, manganese, iron, and copper all exist in a relationship. And when one is higher than others, the high element tends to block absorption and uptake of the other other elements. So high on something is never good. Well, it seems as if we have the situation figured out with Paul. So we're going to give him a call, get him on, and then we're going to open this up. Uh, you know, we had more from the mailbag. Kelby said he's going to be calling in and stuff. And so we'll look forward to his call. But first, we're going to reach out to Paul here and see uh, see what we got going on. We're going to try this. Numero tres. That's uh that's French for three. Debt, debt collectors can't call after eight. I don't. I don't think that's allowed. Uh, oh, we're not. De- we're not. De- we're not debt collectors, but we are debt collectors. So you're in luck. I was going to say <laughs> I get all kinds of debt collectors call me after after eight. So uh, I think I think we're shit out of luck there, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how the hell are you, sir? Welcome, welcome to the uh, welcome to the call-in show where we call you. In rare occasions, I feel special. Uh, what are you doing? You got your big old Copenhagen in. What, what are we? Uh, what are we talking about tonight? Whatever you want to talk about. What do we want to talk about? Uh, your show. 
That's a good question. See, this is why you, you see it, it, it is my show, but you know what? I do not come into this scripted by any means. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing about this that is scripted. It is all off the cuff. Let's talk about this. How has the start of your season gone thus far? It's gone really well. Um, you know, staffing is, is, is the biggest issue. Would that be um, more so on the maintenance side or even on the application side? I'm curious. Both, both. Mm. Um, finding people who, who want to come to work. I watched a guy, yeah, Monday literally walk through a puddle ahead. of water twice on his first day just walked straight through water <laughs> oh boy it was testing uh whether or not he had enough jesus in him to make it a reality uh, i would guess he didn't <laughs> and he thus... didn't he didn't he, he, did. he, did. he, did. he didn't show up the second day either so. <laughs> well he was there in spirit um i guess that's it but you know it was uh it was an A for effort, right? Man, sure. I listen. The staffing in the green industry right now is it, and it's it, it I feel like maybe it has been going on longer in the green industry than it has other industries because you, you're hearing Definitely it now has. from other industries like you know, oh god, what are we going to do? We can't get anybody in the green industry is laughing like <laughs> haven't been able to <laughs> like, get anybody welcome. since Welcome to 2015. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, that's yeah. the truth. All these people are like, oh, my God, this is terrible. You got to pay them more. And, oh, they don't want to work all these hours. And it's like, yeah, welcome to my, you know, my existence. It, I don't know. It's uh, so. Are you. Uh, is there any common denominator between the people that are working out? Because here's the thing. Everybody wants to shit on the people that are worthless, that walk through puddles, everything like that. I get it. There's a bunch of worthless people out there. Always has been, always will be. But I want to look at the glass half full because, again, as Matt likes to say, I'm the voice of reason, I guess. Somehow. I got to More so than Ray and I. That's for certain. (laughs) So my question to you, Paul, let's just say the last two, three years as shit's hit the fan and everything like that and it's gotten even worse. Is there any common denominator where these people are coming from, what their background is, what their goals are? Like, do you see anything that's a common thread or a good place for people in other parts of the country? Because, you know, you're going to you're going to scrounge up the good old all the good help in the Carolinas. Right. But uh, save that for yourself. But uh, are you seeing anything like that? Is there anything that you could point to and say definitively, hey, this place, that person, that type of person, whatever. What do you see? Well, for me, it would be that, you know, some of the young people, um, personally, if I were to try to uh, attract an employee, I wouldn't be at, you know, these college events. I would be looking at the guidance counselors and the ag departments at some of the high schools. Um, mm-hmm. Because, my all-star is 18 years old, and mm-hmm. he was one of my dad's students, and he was a knucklehead back then, And but he's the best. 
um, you know, some of the kids that aren't going to college, but have a good work mm-hmm. ethic. Um, you know, that's where I would, you know, invest my time. Um, my tip of the day. <laughs> yeah, I, no, seriously, I, I, I don't know. I think I would say that's fair. Like, uh, you know, I think people like Ray and myself are pretty rare. People like that knew when they were teenagers, this is what they were going to do. And we're sure of it. Right. Like we're, we're exceptionally dumb or uh, misinformed. I'm not sure which, but uh, here we are. And then you've got folks like Matt who had an idea of what he wanted to do and realized quickly. And he probably realized quicker than others that, maybe i'm not gonna go down that path and i'm gonna find something different to do and then there are people i you know i had a kid um i was working with here just recently that um he has a degree is a he was uh, a year into a master's program not in turf at all he had a degree in history and was in a master's program and something completely unrelated and thought you know what i didn't realize that i could do this as a profession 26 years old 26 yeah like 26 years old and he went back to turf school to go get a degree in turf damnedest thing so, so when, I, yeah i was gonna say when i when it came to me for hiring i liked uh young guys that were just recently married or just recently had a child uh, because they are looking for purpose and responsibility right and uh and i felt like if you found those guys and the timing had to be right right because some young guys that just got married are like you know still questioning their decision over whether or not that was a good choice but you know you find and i say i say recently married and you know they may have been married for like a year or two years or that's you know and they're they're planning on having their first child and they're looking for like a real career thing and you know typically those guys are mobile flexible yes they they look forward to, to stability and uh, and the, the coachability can be off the charts with those. And so if you could find that in that in that appropriate timing, chances are you could turn that you know from a C to a B employee or a B to an A employee. You know, call back to our conversation, Jay Pink, last night. And uh, and so that, that's that's always what I looked for. Always what I looked for. And you know, also being in the green industry and trying to bring someone into this industry because, like you said, there's very few people that or decided that I am going to be in this, especially on the lawn application side of things. There's very few people that are like from the get go, you know what? I'm going to treat yards for a living. You know, typically everybody has the visions of I'm going to be a golf course superintendent. I'm going to manage sports parks or whatever the case may be. It's never that, you know, I'm going to go spray 200,000 square feet of, uh, of, <laughs> of homes in a day. Right. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a little different. Um, and, uh, and it's and it's finding yeah, and I, someone I went back to it after uh, sixteen yeah. years. I mean, God bless you. It took it took me sixteen years and went from high school, you know, mowing lawns as my co-op to law enforcement to you know owning my own business, not related to you know the green industry at all. Um, and then just said, you know, this is going to make me happy. <laughs> make a lot yeah. less money, too, by the way. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, there's a there's a certain amount of altruism that goes along with uh, with 
with residential lawn care, but uh, you know, you do it, you do it for the, for the shining moments. And I, and I'm not shitting that, you know, I, I give people a really hard time when they come to me and they say, you know what, I'm really thinking hard about starting a lawn care business on the side. And the first thing I tell people is like, <laughs> don't, no. don't fucking do no, that. No, no. <laughs> and, and then as you talk to them and you kind of get in their head and you explain, you know, why I would say that coming out of the gate and it's not to, to keep you out of the industry or whatever the case may be, it's to give you a second to actually think about what you're doing because while you do have those moments that are worth it for the entire year of walking into a backyard and the smell is perfect. You're, you've got a perfect breeze coming off the lake in the, in the backyard and it, it, you hear the birds chirping and it's just the most perfect spring day you have ever seen. And it is the most soul uh, satisfying experience that you could ever imagine. That is a very small percentage of the time, and the overwhelming majority of the percentage of the time, you're walking into a backyard, and there's a German shepherd on the other corner, and it hates you, and you're trying to convince it to love you. And then the homeowner comes outside and was like, I told you that when that dog's in the backyard, you don't do that. And you're like, oh, I'm so, I literally just walked in the gate. And like, no, you didn't. You've been here. Get off my fucking property. And you're like, I just didn't. And then they, you drive to the next house, and then they call you back, and they're like, I'm sorry. I had a bad day or whatever the case. You mind coming back and treating my yard? And you're like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, I'll be, I'll be right there. You know, and it's just, you're like, shit, Matt, what did I walk <laughs> in on? You know, it's just weird. Matt, I never had those. I never had those because, first oh, of all, God bless you. I, I have a little policy. No, I have a little policy where if somebody has a bad dog, I don't deal with the grass. And the reason why I don't deal with the grass is because my experience has been only pieces of shit that I'm going to get into a fight with eventually have bad dogs. And see, and this is, and this is why Ray is self-employed, uh, because you cannot work for a true green or competing company and, uh, and have that kind of policy in your back pocket that you're going to whip out. <laughs> Could you imagine Ray, you know, the, the dog is snarling through the fence and is like chewing on tires back there and is writing you messages and cursive that say, go F yourself and holding it up to the fence while you're talking to the homeowner. And Ray is on the other side and he looks at the homeowner and he's like, your dog just wrote me a message that told me to go F himself. Uh, I think you're a piece of shit. I think you've raised that dog to be an asshole. And I think you're a piece of shit. Without a smile on his face, because Ray doesn't think it's funny. You know, he's being very, yeah, very yeah. serious about it. And uh, yeah, and the yeah. person on the on the receiving end of that is like, well, I guess I, I guess you're not going to treat my yard. Then thanks for coming by, or whatever the case may be. No, be no it's, it's more it's more like uh, Matt. The moment I see the bad dog, uh, I don't even get that far. It I turn on my heels and I'm gone. <laughs> okay i turn on my heels and i'm gone and because those are the kind of people where i can't even even imagine having a civilized conversation with them you're that ryan, fucked up ryan could you imagine can you imagine do you have a dog ryan i do do you, could you imagine you have a plumber that shows up and you know there's some dogs that just don't like people in general you, you know, like they just they sense it. They don't like people. My son used to be like much like a dog in that way that he just didn't like some people and would always cry around. him. In fact, I'm, this is a true story. I'm going to tell it on the air. Sorry, Paul. I'm just shitting all over your call here. But um, what was it you said to start this on? I think you, you said it was my show. So, you know what? I'm going to milk it for what it's worth. 
Um, <laughs> my my wife's friend had was was dating a guy, and uh, this guy came over, and my son did not like this guy. Every time he made eye contact with my son, and my son's like a year, a year old, my son would just scream, crying, like burst into tears, crying, and it was like a very fearful type of scream and squalor kind of thing. And it was really bizarre because it kept happening. And, you know, I'd be like, do I apologize? Like, what's the appropriate thing here? We were watching a UT football game or whatever and having some beers and trying to relax. And then, you know, eye contact is made with my son. And then, you know, he loses his mind again. Well, I get to Googling the guy afterwards because it was such a weird interaction, right? It turns out the guy is out on bail on a murder charge. And Jeez. I was like, mm-hmm. Holy okay. shit. And we called the, the, the you know, the girlfriend was like, did you know these guys are on a murder charge? She was like, oh, my God, I had no idea. Who doesn't like, Google hey, anybody anymore? Like, what? what, what? Hey, you and, know, this was Matt, this was 2013, you know, so probably not as prominent. Listen, as, listen, as listen, listen. You know, I think it's going to be a prerequisite this day. If you're going to exchange bodily fluids, I'm going to run you through Google real quick. I think yeah, this is yeah, the you're going to have to. Yeah, and and Matt, oh, this was the first day. There's, an, uh, there's a there's a second side to this in that, do you know why I have such a hard policy regarding dogs? Why? It's because most dogs, cats, horses, cows, and even pigs, most of them love meat. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Lo- yeah, I know. Most also, love meat. Murder suspects love Ray too. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't. But then he's very, that's he's where. He's very cuddly. <laughs> yeah, because the reason why I have that policy is because if the dog is a a good dog and the person that trained it is a good person, chances are the the dog and I will be fast friends. I mean, for. So it's an anomaly to me when, you know, I have to deal with a bad dog. You know, it's an, a real anomaly for me. In it, in it was. It was. It was. It was very uncommon. I've I've probably only dealt with a handful. Really, the only dog that I just didn't like was the damn King Corso. That was the only dog I. Yeah. <laughs> and that one tried to kill me. But, so. But you know what? And you know what? The the flip side to that is. That that is because that owner is a piece of crap. Okay, uh, that this dog is owner is a no. That dog that owner is a piece of the, crap. That was why the sheriff's department <laughs> kicked in his door at three in the morning and uh, confiscated the dog because mm-hmm. uh, it was a piece of piece of trash. Uh, Paul, uh, we're gonna have to to roll. We've got a shit ton of stuff in the mailbag right now that we got to get to. Uh, but we love hey, you. yeah, you we do love you, and that's why we reached out to you. Thanks sir. for the call. Hey, that's what we do here on the call-in show. We're going to go bang some more murder suspects. Bye. (laughs) All right. Now, uh, let's see if we can get Kelby in here. Uh, JPEG, if you could throw up the number, Kelby, fire up your phone uh, and get ready to be hot on trot. And uh, we'll see if we can screen phone calls to get him in here. Because uh, he he said he wants to call in and talk about this. but. 
Uh, here we have a stereotypical Texas soil that normally induces a shit ton of panic from people, and there's no reason to panic. Um, this is not necessarily an easy fix. It's a long-term strategy here, but this is very, 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 very common of what everybody has coming out of Texas. And you need to be on an aggressive pH remediation program. Uh, and what does that look like? You can, you can, uh, I, J Pink Kelby wants to, wants to call in. Um, and I cannot recall it from memory. Uh, yeah, just, we, we'll just throw it up here. Uh, Kelby, it is 304-80-GRASS. Uh, that's 304-804-7-ASS. 304-804-7-ASS or 304-804-7277. Um, call in and uh, and we can, we can talk about this here. But this is not difficult at all uh, in terms of... Uh, you know, the steps that need to be undertaken. I'll tell you, there's a good video out there uh, from uh, the Lawn Guardian, Ben the Lawn Guardian, where he talks about managing soil pH. You can go back to our Thirsty Thursday episode last week with um, uh, Aldo, Aldo. And, and see what he did. And it is pertains exactly to this um, because it's this is every, uh, this is everyone's, Texas school test and Jago Jago don't give up don't give up it may not in a single year and depending on you you may want to look at your irrigation water you may want to look at your irrigation water and see see what you got coming out and uh it might behoove you to do a little dosatron and you know a little urea sulfuric you know, moving through it or eczema or whatever it is that you want to do to to treat your water uh, but don't give up uh, don't stop what about that what about that picture stuff man isn't exactly that good to put put through an irrigation system and because I'm just thinking now if somebody has excessive calcium and magnesium bicarbonate and that is like the majority of their soil composition, I would be literally irrigating with some kind of a bicarbonate leacher. I literally would be. I mean, I'd just be. Uh, running that through the sprinkler lines and the hose bit and just sending it. Because I think, for example, the success that Aldo had with his is that Aldo got extremely aggressive with his acidification treatment. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was riding the edge on that one, and uh, it paid off. You know, maybe yeah. some ryegrass got singed in the in the fall, but otherwise it paid off. <laughs> and in fact, I'm going to yeah. go ahead and throw a link to this in the chat. Go ahead, Demay. I was yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I, I'd be all over some fixor for sure, or Exmo <laughs> or whatever. You know, take your pick. But that is going to be you know we talk about pH management, but the bicarbonate management in this lawn particularly if the the water is what we consider to be a quote-unquote depositor, right, that it's dropping mm-hmm. even more bicarbonate. So what ends up happening in, the, in these types of situations is, you know, you get dry, right, so you have to start irrigating, and all you're doing is building and building and building up those bicarbs. There's nothing to flush them out, right? Ooh. So fix or pick it up. Caller? Caller, you're live. You're live. 
How's it going, guys? Good. How the hell are you, sir? Hello. Doing pretty good. First off, I just want to say thanks for all y'all do. I'm a second season homeowner in Texas. And y'all's videos and everything has been very helpful. That's what we're here for, man. Is yeah, to, yeah uh, that's what we do. I don't know. That's what we do. We <laughs> we go out there and try to ruin stuff, kill stuff, so that you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> that is oddly accurate. Uh, is this is this Kelby? By the way, this is him. Ah, all right, all right. Did you happen to hear right. what we were talking about prior to you calling in? No, I didn't know how this was going to work, so I had to like pause my phone and run to oh. the, the computer in my office to make sure it was all going to work okay well we'll give you yeah. a rundown here uh really you're, okay. you're the primary thing you need to 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 worry about is not worry <laughs> uh yeah. because okay. you know high high calcium levels in texas soil 21 that 20 000 parts per million is like that is normal crazy normal uh you and all your neighbors and all your surrounding subdivisions and your surrounding cities we're all dealing with the same thing, and you're going to see lots and lots and lots of turf out there that looks fantastic. And so you can grow fantastic grass on all this. Even if you have new construction where they scrape away all the topsoil and you've got none left, I promise you it'll grow grass just as beautifully as the other other soils out there will. Um, now, in okay. what we talked about here was was you know working on bringing your pH down, right? So obviously MP and K are, are important. Uh, you're a little bit low in in phosphorus. You're you're kind of that uh, that critical threshold there, 21 parts per million. You're ample on potassium, uh, so you don't necessarily have to go apply potassium. You can, but you don't have to. Uh, and then, of course, you know you need to have a good nitrogen management program because I'm sure you're growing Bermuda grass, and uh, and you're growing it in a condition which is a high pH soil, which can be a little bit unforgiving on on nitrogen uh, because typically higher yeah. pH soils are going to lead to greater gassing off and ultimately lower uh, nitrogen efficiency, right? So um, ideally, if you can get into a situation where you're using, you know, protected nitrogen sources, whether if you like granular, you know, you can do a polycoat sulfur coat, you can do uh, a methylene urea, you can do uh, a mesa, um, or you can just go out with straight ammonium sulfate if you want. And that's, that's going to be sufficient for you too. Um, like we had talked about with the caller earlier, starting out with something with a little N and P in the mix might help you out. Uh, you're probably not going to be able to find MAP or DAP right now. Uh, so if you wanted to run like a one, one, one ratio, so that would be equal numbers on your nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. So that could be a triple 10, a triple 13, a triple 18, a triple 19, triple 20. As long as it's the same nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, you're good to go ahead and go out with it. And then the big yeah, thing is... So um, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so I actually do have DAP. That was my first application. Was a forty six zero maybe yes. two weeks ago. Um, Good call. But I was talking to Aldo. I was talking to Aldo. He was kind of helping me on the side too, and he was like, "Hey, you might mm-hmm. want to switch that to something less harsh on the phosphorus, because that gap that I'm trying to close isn't as huge as it used to be." Um, so I think he referenced like a 1820 or something. I don't remember what it was. Um, well, realistically, my, after a, a couple apps of, of DAP, you're good probably for the year. Okay. Uh, 
you know, so, yeah. you know, you get down a pound of phosphorus, a pound and a half of phosphorus, you're good for the rest of the year. You don't, you really don't have to worry about it. And that's not applying anything like no nitrogen, or is that just throwing down like a nitrogen and that's it for the rest of the year or nothing at all? You, you, oh yeah. No, you would definitely be still applying nitrogen through the course of the year. Uh, but you would not have to worry okay. about applying like DAP. So you could switch to just ammonium okay. sulfate after that and you're and ride out the rest of the season and uh, you'll be good okay. to go. Okay. Another question that I have and something that's taking over my backyard right now. And I wanted y'all's input because I don't know how to solve for it. And everywhere that I go doesn't have an answer really is Bermuda stunt mite. Um, right now I am. Yeah. Right now I am running. Uh, granular, which is like a duo guard that's from Do My Own, and then I'm nope. running that's four, nope. 14 days apart. Do not nope. apply nope. granular for uh, Bermuda mites. Okay, nope. so so then let me tell you else what what else I'm doing. So yeah. that already went down like uh, like seven days ago, so I can't undo that. Sure. Uh, I also ordered uh, Bison XTS to spray. But I don't know if that's going to work either. So what should I do, guys? Um, Biofenthrin is probably not going to be as effective as it was. Um, I would probably look at one of the other friends like Delta Methrin or maybe even Lambda Cyhalothrin. I'm not sure specifically for mites. Um, and uh, you, you may... I, I, I would I would think with one of the other threads, permethrin, deltamethrin, or lanamacyhalothrin, staying on top of that, you should be good. Um now here's the thing is that you know, remember that with the with the the mite situations, you've got to get ahead of the life cycle, right? So it's gonna take a fair amount of time and then you've got to grow out the damage. Um I threw up a little yeah. f- uh, fact sheet from uh uh, uh who is this? I think that's from uh, this Texas A&M. No, No. this is uh, University University of California. California. Oh yeah, University of California. You can, sir. Yeah. So you can. So what I would uh, be thinking of is when actually applying for for mites. I would be thinking hard about spray cover. Because yes. this is a pest that attacks the shoots of the Bermuda grass. So I'd be thinking spray cover. And I would just be, you know, basically thinking volume and pressure when applying. Jacob. <laughs> uh somebody said avid is that labeled for residential uh i don't think it's labeled for turf applications in residential okay. am i wrong about that no you're you're totally right and here's what i know about abamectin there is that product called divinim which is Federal RUP and and labeled for use on golf courses only. That happens to be extremely effective on Bermuda mite. 
because of the abomination. Yeah. You're talking about Triple Crown, too. Triple, I don't know. Let me pull that up real quick. Triple Crown yeah, triple. is uh, Amidocloprid, Bifenthrin, and something else. I cannot remember what else is in it. Uh, Say Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Permethrin. And uh, that Triple Crown is actually a emulsifiable concentrate. And I consider that almost the nuclear weapon for turfgrass pests, essentially, because you've got a pyrethroid and a neonicotinoid in one bottle. Yeah. So it is labeled it's, it's for pretty bad. Too. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. can be applied to home lawns. There you go. Okay. Can y'all link that just so like, oh, this is absolutely. all new to me? So it's me. like trying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to uh, sort it all out. Links straight in the description below. Uh, here, I will send you a link that is uh, that is not even a um, uh, a referral link. Here, let me do this. Uh, you know, guys, I I think you should just apply a Heritage G. I think that should take care of it. Oh Lord, have <laughs> mercy! This guy right oh, here. Yeah, yeah. Here we'll we'll go with this one because this is much more affordable than the other. And. Uh, Oops, wrong window. There we go. All right, I threw that one in the chat. That is from SeaWorld USA, and that is uh, FMC Triple Crown, TNO. Mm-hmm. Pink's going to email that to you, Kelby, as well, just to follow up. Okay, perfect. Awesome. I really appreciate the time, y'all. Um, no, like we said, appreciate you calling listener, in, man. First-time caller. <laughs> hey. Awesome. That's- yeah, that's it for all my questions. That's awesome. All hey, right. you know what they say, Kelby? Second time's always better than the first. We look forward to having you back again. Awesome. Appreciate it, fellas. Have a good night. All right. You too. All right. You too. There it is, Texas people. Do not do not melt down when you see the high calcium numbers. I get it. It's shocking. You know, when you're talking about tens of thousands of parts per million in your soil, you're talking about actual percentage composition of your soil at that point. 22,000 you know, parts per million is going to be 2.2% of your soil is made up of calcium. That is a very, very large percentage of your soil. You know what, Matt? Calcium. I've seen that. I've seen that here. I've seen that. And, you know, I get that when somebody puts dirt on top of coral. Then that happens. <laughs> uh, caller, you are live on the air. Uh, please turn Hello, your radio Ryan, Ray and Longboy. This is the myth. The legend, the cartoon turf truth himself. I was hoping to see some chest hair tonight from at the grass factor mark. <laughs> it just, you know, when you when you do this what? live on air, you never know what you're gonna get. What's <laughs> up, guys? It's the inorganic longwear Joe here. Oh, of course oh, it's Joe. Oh. What are you doing, inorganic lawn warrior? Jip. Joe's idea of a good time is really warped and fucked up. I think we can all agree that. <laughs> but go What's on. What's new on the yeah. TikTok well, front? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. I don't He's I'm getting like notifications left and right. Oh, the Lawn Warriors posted a video, a new video, a new TikTok. It's like, dude, I, I I seriously, I've said this in in private circles to Joe and I'll say it publicly now. I envy envy Joe's free time. An ability to do things that are not work or strictly family related and 
has has uh, time of leisure. You know, it, it it sounds amazing. I'd like to get there someday. It's the uh, the I don't know what's the proper words for, it, but it's the uh, the desk job. You know, it's not always the greatest thing to have a desk job. Desk job, but you know, you know, if I could go back, I would not do what I do now for my job. But I can't really go back in time, so I'm stuck with what well, I'm yes, you can. doing. So. You can have a midlife oh, yeah, crisis yeah. and change exactly what you do tomorrow, sir. <laughs> hey, I heard uh, I heard uh, yard mastery signing for affiliate marketers. Just go ahead and sign up for that thing. Yeah, sounds like a plan. I'll hop on a plane to Florida. <clears throat> what are um, we looking at here, Joe? Six percent of the time. <laughs> is this a my soul test? I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm just kidding. So, I'm just kidding. So this soil test. Um, this is actually my sister's house. Um, I treat, I was doing her, I was doing her lawn last year and I plan you on doing her job. lawn again this year. Yeah. Um, so I'm just calling in to get some kind of game plan for, for it. And w- like, what kind of plan can I put together for it? Because uh, a um, one-to-one just, indicate, uh, uh, is the only thing you need to worry about. That is, that is one of the lower potassium numbers that, uh, that I don't like to see, but this is super simple. 2020, 10 0010, 15 0 15, 16 0 16, something like that. Uh, use, go ahead, go ahead, Domain, go ahead. What was the, there was something about this that when you shared with me, something, somebody was telling you to apply phosphorus? Was there something about, uh, what am I, what am I forgetting about phosphorus with this soil test? Jesus, I got to go scroll back on the, the chat. Oh, um, come on. No, you were talking. You were talking to somebody, and don't say the company, but you were talking to somebody. No, I'm not going to say the company. Uh, you were concerned about the waterway. You, you were you were you were concerned about the waterway. I don't know if you you can pull up that other picture yeah. uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, Jay Pink will do it in a minute, but yeah, like the whole property slopes down towards this big lake. You know, it's mm-hmm. Ray. It's probably if I had to guess, just looking at the the Google Earth image, it might be you know three hundred three four hundred feet from the back property line sloping. I'm I'm assuming that that slope, Joe, probably goes down fairly steeply down towards that pond. Well, it's, probably it's not, not it's not, it's not, it's not a direct, like, the direct slope to the, to the waterway. There's a, there's actually a pool back there. It's a, it's a swim club. So it's not like a direct right. to the waterway. So it's just, you know, I don't think I'm not, I'm not too concerned about the waterway because of the way the mm-hmm. it slopes down and, it's hard to describe, but without actually showing you pictures, but what they were yeah. suggesting was, um, they were suggesting a 14, 14, 14. Um, wow. Wow. Not, not in this case. And I would probably tell you that given your, your base phosphorus level of 40 parts <laughs> per million and the fact that you're growing a cool matter. season grass, like that. you don't need it. You don't need it, actually. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't need it. I mean, all you need is a, you know, one zero one, or even a one zero two. Get that phosphorus. Okay. I mean, get that get that potassium up, without spiking nitrogen either. Uh, because this is this is this is straight from the uh, the agronomist that I asked about. It's a local company to me. 
Um, he said 14, 14, 14, three times annually at a rate of five pounds per K to get the extremely low potassium and phosphorus levels up. At that suggested rate, it would deliver 2.1 pounds of K and 2.1 pounds of P. Then for the remainder of his applications, he would use a one zero one ratio fertilizer. So Holy Slice was advocating yep. dropping 2.1 pounds of P on a soil right? That's got a CEC mm-hmm. of 4.7, a K mm-hmm. number that albeit ain't that bad and is in close proximity, relatively speaking to a waterway. Not my idea of good scenarios here. Here, here is no. the, here is the picture to show the proximity to the waterway. I, okay. It is, it is subdivided by a pool. All right. So you're either sending water to the pool or you're sending it to the lake, either or around. If you don't need it, if you don't need it, why apply? You're wasting money. It's already a controversial nutrient that's under the the eye of everyone and their mom right now. Why risk it if you don't need it? And I can tell you right now, this is this this is where the MLSN comes in. You can you can type in uh, uh, pace turf. Climate appraisal form, estimate your nitrogen requirements. In fact, you can put these numbers in here and look at what the generalized recommendations will be. And I guarantee you, phosphorus will not be recommended to be applied as a result of already Hell having yeah. 40 parts per million, according to Amela 3, of, of phosphorus. There's no reason to apply it. Uh, now, with that potassium level, hell yeah, it makes perfectly good sense, great sense, as a matter of fact, uh, to, to apply uh, a, a nice amount of potassium. Here's the other thing that, you know, Brian brought up was the 4.7 CEC. Spoon feeding is your friend here. Uh, so the more frequent application interval with, uh, you know, lower rates, a, a true quote unquote uh, spoon feed approach would would behoove you in this particular scenario because you do not have a bunch of cation sites in your soil uh, to offer you that kind of efficiency bump that goes along with it. So one to one in decay, avoid the P and uh and don't don't apply P for shits and giggles uh if you don't need it because it's a bad look all around. And and how how often how often would is it like a, a good application? Go, go, I, go I don't to, get, I can't get over there as much. I so I get over there maybe like once a month if that that's fine. Okay. That's fine. You can that's do fine. that. Ray, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, 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 Joe, go to type into the Google search. The let me Google this for you. Uh, Pace turf climate appraisal form. Estimate your nitrogen oh. demand. Divide that up. Uh, so you're going to input mm-hmm. your your zip code into like Weatherbase or something. Use your historical weather averages. Yeah. Type that into okay. the climate appraisal form. So divide up your nutrient demand through the course of the season, and then you know map it mm-hmm. out that way. And it'll tell you, you know, oh, based on my historical weather data, I'm going to need to apply you know, 3.7 pounds in through the course of the year. And, you know, you can be on it monthly and you've got six months of growing weather. Well, you know, divide it up into six applications in your gravy, baby. Gotcha. And, you know, maybe center it, maybe center it more in the fall where you're going to put down 50% yeah. of it yep. in the fall or 60% of it in the fall yep. and 40% through the, through the other duration of the year, right? Gotcha. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I don't want to tell no, you, great, like, great. you apply – Three quarters of a pound here on this date, you apply three quarters of a pound here yeah, on that yeah, date yeah. because I'm I'm yeah. not in this fucking area. You know, it's uh, I yeah, don't no, I don't know the yeah. nuance of it. Yeah, no, I no, totally understand. Um, I'll probably keep it to similar to how I'm of my approach at my house. Um, for I'm I'm gonna hit my house heavy in the fall. Well, but um, 
Yeah, no, it's great. Um, I'm glad I called in. And uh, me and Ryan went back and forth about what this agronomist said a couple of times. So I'm glad I was able to call and talk <laughs> to you guys as a whole and uh, get, a, get everybody's feedback. Joe, between you and me, What's I that? know that guy. I know that guy. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, it's a, yeah, it's an no, off the air conversation. Thank you. Yeah. 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 No, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Um, and, uh, thank you guys for what you do. Hey, thank you, Joe. Thank you for what you do. You guys uh, are, an, providing... you guys are an asset to the community. <laughs> I, let's, Hey, let's, uh, let's, let's be honest here. Brian and Ray are. <laughs> No, I, I tend to think of myself as the ass of the community. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys, you guys all are. Come on, stop. You guys are all assets. Ass. The, hey, the, ass. The, the emphasis on ass. <laughs> I like yeah. to think of myself no, as the double jointed elbow that can give you a reach around or a reach through. Zapow. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Joe. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. You too. Uh, Johnny Fescue mentioned, uh, what is this? Harvest Harmonics. Um, And for those of you that don't know, um, Harvest Harmonics is one hell of a wild ass um, device. It is, it attacks, it attaches, it it was developed by uh, L. Ron Hubbard. And uh, for those of you who don't know, that is the Church of Scientology. And I'm not against, if anybody out there is a, a damn Church of Scientology guy, that's good. Good for you. Um, however, I can, without a doubt, say that there is no agronomic value to using this kind of product here. And I will, if you type in uh, Harvest Harmonics L. Ron Hubbard into the Google Sphere, the first result will be an article from Tony, TonyOrtega.org where he highlights the backstory of this whole thing and where it came from and how L. Ron Hubbard came up with it. And it is wild as hell. And that is the story of Harvest Harmonics. My goodness. Um, sorry, J. Pink. Uh, we also had one from uh, Patrick here, our Canadian friend, uh, who wanted to talk about the different active ingredients and growth controls. And I know, I know Ryan loves to talk about these. Uh, talk to us. Talk to us here, Ryan. Let's, let's, hear, let's hear your input on it. Oh. Yeah, sure. Let me uh, pull that back up here real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. Could you compare the different active ingredients used for white grub control and explain why you would use one of the other, mainly clothiodidin, metacloprid, and chlorantranilopril? Uh, so if it were up to me, I would probably only use chlorantranilopril, which is known as a celeprin here in the States, uh, mainly because of its efficacy, its safety factors, and... Um, yeah, just like I said, on the efficacy piece, it, it, it works. It works really well. Now, the downside to it, it's also pretty darn expensive. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt, and I think that's where things are moving. I think Evie made a comment here uh, just a little bit further up in the chat about how neonicotinoids are likely to go away here in residential turf in the not-too-distant future, of which clothianidin and imidacloprid uh, are in that class of chemistry. So, you know, there's that. Uh, on the flip side, let's just say that you absolutely are uh, going to make the government come pry uh, these neonicotinoids from your cold, dead fingers. Uh, Amidacloprid, you know, shines really, really well. Does uh, does a pretty good job job on grubs, provided that you time it up correctly. Which, you know, most years here, um, 
in Canada, Matt, because you know we're all Canadian up here. Um, yes. That's gonna yeah, that's gonna be an application sometime generally speaking between the middle of june and the early part of july something like that yes there you go go to hell steve Uh, as a matter of fact (laughs) (laughs) but that's a good one uh clothianidin it's sort of a a a unique one ray uh where Mm -hmm. you know you're going to get grub suppression from it because it's a neonic but it also does particularly well in chinch bugs right so if you time that up correctly you can have we, uh, uh, some reason. I'm going to tell you where and why I would use clothianidin. Two situations or use cases for it. Let's hear uh, it. One, number one is when I actually have an active southern chinch bug infestation. That's that's first use case scenario. And the reason why I would do that is because the southern chinch bug is notorious for being pyrethroid resistant. Mm-hmm. So yes. my typical southern chinch bug application is Dialox 420 and Arena in the same tank at high volume. Mm. That's my usual. But, and again, second use case scenario. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I want... Yeah. Yeah. Second use case scenario is. Again, tank mixed with something like Dialox or Fall Armyworm and Tropical Sod Webworm. And the reason why is because out of all the neonicotinoids labeled for turf, Clothianidin happens to have pretty reasonable activity on caterpillars. There you go. So, you know, I use those, and I use those simply because uh, Hawaii doesn't like chlorantraniliprol. So that's not an option for me. Something, you know, again, something to consider, too, is, you know, for the folks that are going to use neonicotinoids, is, again, just using them responsibly because... uh, if you think they're done uh, removing those from the marketplace after they they remove the residential label, and you think that's it? Eh, probably not. So, you know, they're no, probably no, gone for good at some point soon for everybody. But you should still use them very responsibly. They do, you know, they do carry a much greater impact than the diamides of which chlorantraniloprol uh, that it is in that class of chemistry. So, just be safe with them and you know, do your best. How about how about them apples, Patrick? Did we did we uh, cover your nut on that one? I think we did. I think I think it was a, a pretty um, exceptional answer there that you're not going to get um, from you know, you know trying to offer you headway G to solve your Pythium problems. Anyway, we'll move on here. If you'd like to call in three zero four eight zero four seventy two seventy seven, and we do have a call. <clears throat> uh, caller, you are live. Yes. Uh, yes. You there, Matt? I am, as a matter of fact. All right, my man. Hey, this is Steve Klein, man. I'm calling you, uh, my buddy. You, I'm going to pour a 55-gallon drum of whoop-ass <laughs> on you. 
What are you doing, hey, Steve? <laughs> hey, don't drag my ass up and down that freaking sidewalk, dude. <laughs> Your team, you guys have been so instrumental in what I need to learn about how getting my grass to look good. And I appreciate you guys so much. Well, we, we, we appreciate, appreciate you. you. Listen, seriously. Man, I tell you what, guys, I'm telling you. Um, I came, oh man, I lived on a farm. I Grass wasn't really the thing that we thought about. And we, you know, I grew up through the times and I got my own place. And I started, you know, I love gardening. And my my lawn is like my garden to me. And I love it. And I come across you guys. You know, Ryan, Ray, Matt, you guys, you know, you taught me so much. And I sit back and it's like, damn, you know, it's like, I'm just really grateful that I came across this, this channel, you know, and there's going to be a lot of people out there. Maybe slushy might say, Hey man, scam. It's not, it's not a scam. (laughs) I, I have learned so much. So, uh, We've I called really, you guys like really two, appreciate that. Oh man. Two weeks ago, I was on here and trying to learn about how, and I did, I, uh, I hit Ray up and I said, Hey man, tell me how to take care of my, uh, weed problem that I got <laughs> weed problem. And the thing is, is, uh, um, he told me what to do. And like I said, I had a fresh lawn of Kentucky blue and ryegrass. And you guys had Ryan Nora on the line. And I've, I've watched a lot of stuff. But the thing is, is, you know, you, you guys taught me a lot over the course of the last, like, almost a year that I've been following you guys. Steve, you sound Midwest as hell. Where, where are you from? I'm from South, uh, Southeast Michigan. Southeast yeah, Michigan. I am. Yeah. It, 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 I, you hear, know, I hear it. You're talking to a Southern boy through and through here. So anybody that doesn't have a twang, you know, I, I immediately classify as Canadian. Uh, and I heard it. I heard the Canada in your voice. And uh, I'm not judging you <laughs> for it, though, I promise. No, I know. You're a Southern boy. <laughs> I get that shit. You're, you are, man. I tell you what, I love it, you know. And, uh, you know, oh, Ryan, yeah. he's from Ohio, and he's got he's got some good shit, too. You guys, I just, I can't thank you enough for everything that you've done for me, you know, because it's like I've really learned through your channel how to, I guess, establish a, a good lawn that my neighbors can actually, I guess, give me some respect for, you know what I'm saying? Um, and hopefully, I hopefully just, save uh, you some money, some heartache and, 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 uh, let you with, with less resistance, navigate the overwhelming amount of conflicting information that's out there. I mean, you know, I think, I think the end there, of the day, that's there's really a the ton of it, for. Matt, let me tell you, and I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna, 
Um, I don't want to downplay anyone else. Last year, I threw a shitload of malorganite down on my yard. I mean, I'm guys. <laughs> since, <laughs> since I've learned so much from you guys, I sit back and it's like I threw a shitload down when the temperatures weren't right. The ground soil temperature wasn't right. And there was no microorganisms freaking happening. And it's like, I just, I'm like, when's this shit going to start? Right. And, uh, it it just, Mm -hmm. it it didn't. Yeah. It, it, it didn't. Right. I hear you in the background, my man. It did. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't. And then it, it, wait, did it, did it not start releasing the nitrogen exactly when you didn't want it? In the midsummer heat. Absolutely. Did it do that to you? And I'm going to tell you Uh-oh. guys, I'm going to tell you. Uh oh. <laughs> oh. Right? No. I had, mm-hmm. you know, Southeast Michigan. I'm, I'm, I don't want to give you guys the exact location, but the deal is, is not because I don't trust you guys, but the deal is, is I had fall army worms came into my yard. And they decimated like two thirds of my yard. And I had to go out there and literally, I mean, I was the shame in the whole entire neighborhood. And I'm like, God dang, you know, <laughs> but I, I got it together. I got the shit together. Right. You guys helped me through this. Right. And the thing is, is it was like, I just, I went out there, I threw all that malorganite down. I mean, I threw a shitload down and it did <laughs> me no good because by the time I got this summer, it, it just, it was like, what's going on? I did. I mowed my lawn and shitload. I had the army worms came in and they were like, we're all over you. And they tore it up. And I had to restart. And that's why, Ray, I called and I said, hey, man, let me know. (laughs) How do I go into this next year? I reseeded my whole yard last fall, guys. I put Mm -hmm. Kentucky bluegrass seed down. I put perennial, well, yeah, perennial rye down. It looks good, but... I want to go into this next year with a clean slate, right? So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully now you've got the foundation in place uh, to, to, to be able to have, you know, part two on the long journey here, be way more successful than the first. And listen, getting the learning curve out of the way with army worms. Now you're going to be, much better prepared for it in the event it happens again the good news is is that hopefully the army worm epidemic of last year was a once in a lifetime type of of outbreak Uh, i had never heard of it in michigan i'd never heard of it in pennsylvania or new york and all these other places where army worms were showing up you know we'd see it in tennessee kentucky you know from time to time 
uh, Arkansas, Oklahoma, we get a real bad. But, you know, they're not really making their way that far up north. But last year was just an anomaly at, uh, at how far they and how aggressively me. they moved north. And so, but they now that you've learned that. that, you know, that's another asset and, and, and learning uh, event that you've got in your, in your pocket. And, you know, going into it now a hell of a lot better how to, how to handle it in the event it does show up. And not necessarily, you know, go spend $1,000 on a bunch of insecticides right now to have just in case. But in the event you do see something happen, you know what to go buy, how much you need to buy, and, uh, you know, what you can expect from making that application. And it may be one of those things where, you know, you may be flush with seed or whatever. You're like, well, I can spend $300 on an insecticide or I've got all this leftover seed. Maybe I'll just uh, let it eat it and then reseed it again. I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying, you know, it could be, it gives you, no, it gives I, you a whole slew of options to consider, I guess. I, I just, I, you know, last year I threw this spectrum stuff down that I got at the, I don't want to say it, but local hardware store and mm-hmm. it helped, but I'm kind of like still struggling about what time of year I need to throw this down. Like, it's like, I mean, my, my soil is still, my, my lawn is still about like maybe 48, 50 degrees temperature. And I'm kind of like, I don't want this to ever happen to me again. <laughs> that was a nightmare last year. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out when to throw down uh, grub protection, army worm protection, you know, and I have this stuff in my basement. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I got this stuff because I'm I'm prepared, but I really don't know when to throw it down. And I don't know if you guys can help me. And I can get the bag and bring it up and say, hey, guys, this is what I got. But I don't what, want it, this to ever happen again. So it, it's, what is it? Is it spectricide or what is it? it yeah, it's spectricide. I got it from a local uh, store. I don't want to say which, but it's a big, it's a big box store. Big. Is it, okay. Is, is are they granules? Yes, sir. I know what yes, that is, sir, Matt. I know what that so is. Probably Matt. the triazide. Yeah, I know what that is, and you know, triazide gives me nightmares. It literally gives me it nightmares does. because. Trazicide stands out to me as one of the products that our typical army worm is very resistant to. Oh, you know, it it's okay. one of those things where you can apply it, and people have told me, "But wait, I blew this whole bag of trazicide on my lawn, and my lawn is only about two thousand square foot. Why are the army worms still sort of eating?" And I need to yeah. go go back in that lawn with, uh, you know, an unholy mix of insecticides to get that under control. Matt Ryan, that's where the Dilox and Arena come in yeah. for resistant armyworm specifically. And so, Man. Steve, that's all right. that's a, my suge- you're fine. Yes, sir. Uh, my, my suggestion to you <laughs> is to look into a product that contains the active ingredient chlorantranilipril. Uh, I know Scott sells that Rubex. Rubex, Yes. And Rubex has, 
has two purposes. Grobex is a fabulous grub preventative, and Grobex okay. also happens to be extremely toxic to armyworm. So you get, you know, two purposes out of that same application. And that would Grobex work good. <laughs> no, and and Grobex is kind of unique in that your application for grubs in the spring will often reach through to armyworm type. Okay. This is correct. So, I mean, um, okay, guys, I know I can read this shit on a bag, but I'm, I'm trying to think, when is a good time to apply this? I mean, go buy, go buy, am I looking for soil be... temperatures? Am I looking for, no. nope. what nope. am I looking for, guys? If you listen, you go to the, you go to the store every year. You buy yourself a bag of Grobex, right? Okay. And yes, sir. You can put this down anytime here. You're in Southeast Michigan, so put yourself yep. down somewhere between oh, you know, uh, Earth Day and Mother's Day. Give yourself that window, April twentieth ish to, uh, <laughs> okay. to Mother's Day. All right. Earth. You can't and miss Mother's you, Day. I'm writing this down, and you, I and I can watch you, your you, your cast over yeah. and over again. But I'm like really right. anal about this. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're good. So you put that down anytime between then, and then here here's the here's the other thing too, is that uh, let's say that you do this for eh, like three four years, right? And then oh gosh, okay. hey, you know, you win a trip to the Bahamas for the entirety of Earth Day to Mother's Day. And you're gone, and you forget about it, or whatever happens. Guess what? This stuff has such a long half life in the soil that if you miss a year after you're three, four years deep, it actually works. It still works pretty good, you know. So we had wow. uh, some places okay. here this past year that didn't do an app right because of budget reasons or COVID or something like that back in 21, right? And mm-hmm. uh-huh. even though they didn't do that app, they'd had four or five years of applications in still weren't affected by army worms, still weren't affected by grubs. So there's a lot of value in doing it. It's not, you know, the cheapest prop or uh, proposition, right, to do it, but it's a wonderful product. You know, we were just talking about it a few minutes ago on one of the other uh, questions that came in uh, from Patrick up there in Canada. Wonder, you know, incredibly safe okay. uh, for humans, for pollinators. So go pick it up this weekend. It's going to be a beautiful weekend in the Midwest. Throw it down. Yeah. Go ahead and apply it at the, yeah. at the bag rate. And then, uh, yeah, let the rain come in on Monday and wash it in and get it going, and then you will be protected, sir, mm-hmm. and you will not see any armyworms. Okay, let me ask you guys this. I'm going to bend your ear a little bit because you're a lawn care specialist, and I'm a gardening we guy. We play them on YouTube. Where, huh? <laughs> I said we play, we just, we play <laughs> specialists on YouTube. Yeah. It's all a gig, man. I'll bend your ear a little bit, guys. Because I am a gardener. I love my garden. And I pick up leaves off my my yard every fall. And I worry about, like, bringing some of this stuff down to my garden and bringing it in there. I mean, do I have to worry about anything as far as, you know, like, shit sitting in the soil? at all that is a no i'm I'm legit i'm i'm legit guys i swear to god i swear to god i'm legit 
Yeah, no, no, no. It's a, it's no. a good question. Uh, it's a good question, go ahead, but here's what I'm going to tell you. That okay, specifically Ray. speaking Listen. to that to that Clorent to that Grobex or Chlorantranilipril. Uh, yes, sir. Chlorantranilipril is a widely used insecticide on feed crops and now fruits and vegetables because it is such an effective caterpillar insecticide that's a lot safer than what used to be used. So it okay. is a safe product, and I wouldn't worry about the minute amounts in the grass transferring to, your say, your vegetables or your fruits and then tainting your fruits and vegetables okay. because, as as is, that has become the top caterpillar control, for example, for lettuce and cabbage because it's the safest product to use at this point in time. Okay. Brassicas. Okay. Now, yes. With, okay. In, on the, on the mm-hmm. herbicide front, there's a bit more nuance to that. I will say that what mm-hmm. is labeled for use in residential lawns, uh, you're less likely to have to worry about that because if you're talking about leaves from trees, you know, it, there are, you know, products out there that you have to be more cognizant of, like Lopirolid, but it's not going to be labeled for for applications in residential lawns. And so, um, you've got your, the good news about it not being labeled for residential lawns is that you don't. There's not enough options on the table that you're going to be able to find at a big box store, or even as you become a more advanced user, that you're going to come across that you can legally apply to your lawn and have that kind of carryover into your into your garden. So. Um, I wouldn't sweat it. You will Hell notice yeah. that on any label that will have carryover, they will have a specific section dedicated to the label that will spell out, do not use litter uh, or, or, or clippings or whatever the case may be um, from uh, a plant that has been treated with this product in compost or whatever the case may be. Like that is spelled out in clopyrolid, you know, Okay. Do not reuse any of the clippings that have been subjected to an herbicide application of clopyrrolid. Uh, and it is, it is yes. very, 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 very front and center to uh, and, on, on the label. Uh, and and yes. you know, guys, that's the one thing that I've always worried about because um, I'm an organic gardener, right? Sure. I pick all my leaves up. I want to pick up all my grass clippings, too, and throw them on my garden. And I worry about when I start using herbicides, insecticides, maybe, you know, I'm a little bit laxed on that mindset. But um, the last time I called, um, I guess, looking for information, I, I have a, I guess you could say a herbicide. It's called Crossbow. And it's got the 2,4-D. Oh, I can't even spell it out. Um, triclopyr. Yeah, 2,4-D and triclopyr. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 34% 2,4-D, and it's got like 16.5% of, uh, gosh, man. The triclopyr. I, I guess I'm just, I, yeah, you know what I mean? And I yep. want to spray my weeds, and it's it's like in my yard, and it's like I do have some clover that's growing out there. It wants to sprout its head. I do have some hen bent. I have um, even last year I had that ivy that was trying to grow into my yard. 
And I'm like, sure. I'm trying to, I, 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 I want to do all that. I want to spray this stuff. And I guess what I'm worried about is carryover into my garden. Right. You know what and, I'm saying? And, and I'll say this, I would not be collecting your clippings and reusing it in your garden anyway. Re- recycle that back to your grass. Take advantage of that. Okay. Uh, uh, re- circular economy there that gets to take place. Uh, but as far as like leaf litter from trees and stuff like that, absolutely. You, you're good to put that right back into your garden. Correct. And, uh, and man, nothing, Matt, thank you. I, I, you know, I, that Matt, that has been like, <laughs> I'm sitting back and it's like, okay, because I, I've been doing it for years, but you know, you guys have kind of inspired me to get my grass on. And my neighbors, I mean, after last year, I had like a walk of shame where I was like, oh, my God, my yard looks like shit. Right. <laughs> and I'm sitting here and I was like, man, the army worms came in. Well, I, I bought a new mower. Right. I bought an X mark zero turn mower. And I'm like, OK, new mower. Get my shit on. Let's, you know, let's get yard in order. and. I started doing that and it's like, damn, you know, and I just, (laughs) you know, just trying to, um, make myself stand out because I take pride in my yard. I want to take pride in my yard and that's, that's the thing. So it's like, you know, I appreciate everything that you guys have done. I I mean, I could talk to you guys all night long. (laughs) it's crazy it's crazy but i'm one of those freaking lawn nerds right and i did i got on i guys i did i i got on the internet right i'm looking for resources and i i don't want to mention any names but you know (laughs) ryan (laughs) He has like something behind his ear and I followed that program and it was like, holy shit. You know, I, I, I spent a ton of freaking money last year, a shitload of money. And now I went out and I got myself a soil test through my farmer co-op. They said, Hey, this is what it is. And it's like, I mean, I just, I've learned a lot. I really have, you know, well, I really have. I'm glad that we could be a conduit in that and, uh, you know, get to get you, get you going in the right direction. Steve, it was great talking to you. I I will continue to threaten to pour gallon drums of whoop ass all over (laughs) your head. And, uh, but I I do so. Don't drag me up and down the freaking sidewalk, Matt. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I love you guys, man. You know, right past your beautiful I really lawn, do. though. We, 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 <laughs> we appreciate you. And we know I want to have a good know, lawn too. <laughs> we we know that there there's many like you, and we again, you know, there's there's lots of choices that people have and where to get their information. And you know what? Um, I can't say that we respect them all, but we understand that there are many choices. So, uh, you know, that being said, it means a lot to us to have folks like you and. Come in here and hang out with us on Thursday nights. Come in here and hang out with, with us on uh, Sunday nights when we record Burn and Return. Wow. Uh, and so it's it's really cool to see it. And again, 
you know, we're just uh, three dumb lumps that have spent uh, a collective, oh, I don't know, Ray, like You guys years. are specialists, Killing- man. Stop what, that hey, shit, Ryan. Steve, Steve, I say this all the time, man. I'm just riding the wave <laughs> until I kill grass again, and I'm going to get on the board, I'm going to paddle my bass back out, I'm going to find another wave. That's all I'm doing, man. <laughs> all I'm doing. Man, I wish I could talk to you guys all night. You know, Matt, Ryan, Ray, I love you guys, man. You guys have taught me so much, and you're, you're probably going to hear from me again. And the information uh, we, that you gave to me tonight, I, I just, I appreciate it. I really do. We, th- we, we appreciate, appreciate you. Demay, uh, oh, what was, what was the, the, you said, you said the first time is, uh, what, what was it? And then the second time, I don't know. You had some kind of saying there. Oh yeah. yeah. The second time's always better than the first time. That's right. Give it That's to right. Us, so man. We, <laughs> we look forward, we look forward to continued calls from you, Steve. We really appreciate you, sir. I hope so. I ain't no All pro, right. and you know what? Uh, I talked to uh, Mr. Pink, Jay Pinkman. He's like, oh, yeah. you don't have to be a professional to call in. And I'm like, but, it, it, you know, I had, you know, Ryan, <laughs> I had a few beers What's tonight. <laughs> hey. Stop that. And then the hey. thing is, is it got me the guts to call in and actually ask you guys the questions that i've, I've been trying to ask <laughs> yeah no, you're good definitely. you're good. Well, good courage to get you going i know how the That's folks right. in the midwest are uh uh you know i see guys busting out cans of hams and keystone and whatever whatever y'all drink up there in canada it's crazy. natural light my man yes hey. yes do you hear that love my lawn you got another one in the world it gets you, the shit my done. love my lawn it gets it and, done. and it's and it's low carb it's, you know it's a it's a it's a great option. that's right my man that's right matt <laughs> all right Definitely. steve thanks for calling sir we you appreciate guys, you guys thank you thank you matt ryan and ray that. you're welcome for everything i appreciate you so much you too sir. thanks right, man bye. good night talk soon see you you too. There it is. Hi. Steve Klein. Uh, gentlemen, um, we are, uh, listen, let me, let me go ahead and address this right now. Lawn geek. If you're, if you're that much fucking better than the, than, than another caller, then fucking call in and, and, and be a badass here. Fucking make Let's hear it. That shit chaps my fucking ass. Uh, caller, you're on the air. This is the human hotline. I want to know if this is the human hotline. Did I get the right number? Am I the 10th caller? Uh, You are. You you win. You win. In fact, you're going to be the last caller because, listen, I I just want to get this out here. Some people, some people, it takes a couple drinks for them to call in and work up the courage to do that shit. Not everybody, not everybody is, is, is fucking, uh, as, as outgoing as I am or, uh, what's, what's the word extroverted as I am. And it takes a little bit of fucking courage to do that, all right? So get off his fucking nuts. Get off my fucking nuts. In fact, I don't care if you get the fuck off this stream and you never fucking come on the stream ever again. I think that is a shitty, shitty fucking thing to say. And I don't care if you go fuck yourself because it means fucking nothing to me if you're going to be a cocksucker like that. It is fucking infuriating. That was a nice fucking guy. And you're a piece of fucking shit for acting like you're tougher than on fucking line. If you're so fucking badass, come on. 
Come on. I will, I will drop off right now. We can put up four people on here. You can come on, and I'll ride your fucking dick. I think we'd like it. I think it'd be fun. Shit chaps my fucking ass. You're a fucking asshole. Why? Right, Why are you so upset? Not, not, not you. There's a, a guy in the chat is being a fucking asshole, and I just, you know, had to get it out there. Yeah, is there... Yeah, is there a Patreon yeah, experience a, I can pay for to ride your ass? I'd like to I, I, no, I or, didn't realize that was an option while you were here to me. I, yeah. I, I would have paid. Or, or, I would have definitely maybe, paid for that. It gets weird. It gets weird. Yeah, I'm not. Maybe, I'm not afraid of getting weird. You know, Steve, I'm gonna kick your ass too. <laughs> and Matt blows up and is yelling at me. I'm not yelling at you, Lushy. I was not yelling at you. I was not yelling at you. I was yelling. And then lots of bad words came out, and I didn't know what to do, and I was very nervous. (laughs) That that came out wrong. I I apologize, Lushy. There was there was a guy in the chat that was being that was being an online tough guy, and uh, and you know what? Two can play that game. I can be an online tough guy, and so I was matching tough guy with tough guy here. (laughs) And uh, I have I have I no idea nervous. who this person is. I don't know if I've ever can, can seen we this do that before. Chest, can, can we do that chest hair request now? Because I'm I'm seriously, this is getting erotic. It's it's, it's fucking I, hanging out there. Look at this. Look at this. Enough, I I'm, I'm I look I look I look more fucking Jersey than Joe does. That's you know for what sure. that is. You know what that? No no. You know what no. That you is? need to go to Jersey to match Joe. It, no no no. Joe, Joe's baldness is what gives him the Jersey. Joe, Joe with hair. I've seen, I've seen old pictures of Joe with hair. It's actually quite frightening. But what Matt has here, Lushy, Matt has a torso length happy trail. Is what that is. <laughs> that is that just goes from the mouth all the way down to the treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you just you just take your tongue down the hair highway and get yourself into Pound Town. I hope he's well groomed that you don't get. You don't want he was you don't a want hairball. The, uh... He was he was he was pretending yeah, to have a hairball. Fuck you, Jesse. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Princess. <laughs> Fuck both of you. Yeah. Oh wait, is Princess cutting a lot in the in the chat? Oh, I want to give a shout out. Yes, he is. Look at this oh. guy. Oh. He wasn't here before. I checked for him. I wanted to see if he was here, but he he, uh, man. he wants to wait until I show up so I can give him a shout out. Shout out in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey Lushy, are you making any applications? You guys get anything done there? It's it's raining like cats and dogs here every other day, and I I feel bad for it those here, guys too. trying to make the rent too. It sucks. No, it sucks. no, we we did we did good. We 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 busted out round one. We've uh we've had a uh, you know it's it's been the uh, beginning of the month was round one. Go regular customers are already signed up. This has been the week of. Scramble, scramble, people that didn't sign up, regular customers that are late to the party, new customers coming on board. So round one's always is just absolutely nuts for us. It's always, there's no semblance of a, of a route or anything. You're all over the place. You're shooting at one side of the town to this town, over to this way. And it's like, well, I was here two days ago. Why couldn't I have done it? Well, they didn't sign up two days ago. So you kind of mm-hmm. run around that. After after round one's all said and done, it kind of settles down in about a week. Off you go to the next one. Is Matt still getting upset? Jason Trailer, no. I will put you in a fucking headlight and bang on that beautiful red beard of yours with my with my phone. <laughs> and you're well, next. The most erotic phone call I've ever had on the internet. 
<laughs> a big, bald, oh, beautiful bastard yeah. Jason trailer. You, um, man, I, I, I am still pissed about that. I am still pissed, and I, I need to. I'm still nervous. To, I'm still nervous. There was, there was a full void that unloaded on me. That, that I didn't know said. what to do. <laughs> I'm so no, you sorry. haven't heard anything. You're in a full. You, it's the Hulk. Is he turned green yet? I well, know we had pictures of Ray in the, as the Hulk, but I think it's Matt now. I yeah, am well, shaking, to be honest. I, we're in a, we are, we are in a full deck of ball rage me. right now. I don't know yeah. why that, that got under my skin. Like, you know, I, he, well, he made three comments in the chat, right? And uh, I didn't even see uh, what he said. I saw the first one and I was like, okay, this guy's an asshole. I saw the second one and I'm like, all right, this guy is, uh, fuck you, Jesse. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the next one you know, really started to kind of to get me to riled up. And then the third one was, was, you know, you know, J he, he commandeered J pink. He said, J pink, mm -hmm. he, he took uh, authority over J pink, J pink, pretend like you have another caller. Who the fuck is this guy to feel like he could tell anybody on this show what to do? Not me, not J pink. Not Ray, not Ryan. These are these are individual sovereign fucking nations that are up here, and uh, and and that's just going to be the way it is. We are not your personal fucking army. I have no idea who you are. I hope you never come back, and uh, and so be it. I'm. It just it is. It's infuriating that this guy out of nowhere wants to come on and dictate to us how to fucking run the show. If you don't like it, go go. There's there's tons of other content out there to go to go consume. Tons of other content. Some good, some oh. horrifically awful. Maybe they'll cater to your fucking right feelings. And then if you if you don't feel good about whatever it is they're they're talking about, that if, if you want a certain level of control over the content that's being produced, maybe they'll be more accepting of it than I am. I'm not. I'm so happy I called right now. <laughs> well, well, fucking she, Steve uh, Klein was the nicest guy we've had on the phone, maybe yeah. ever. And you could tell, you could tell it took it. Not an extroverted guy. Took a little bit of, he had to get a couple cold beers in him to fucking work up the mustard. It's not easy. I've called into radio shows before too. And you know what? I was shaking. Absolutely shaking. And you know what? I, no oh, lie. It, one of the it, early it, it, calls I made numbing. on a radio station was when, was when I had, I had recently quit smoking cigarettes. Right. And for me, that was a big oh. deal. And it was, it was difficult. What, one of the things that we're talking about was, uh, in in Australia and stuff, they have pictures of like damaged lungs actually on the packs of cigarettes. It's interesting because you see it in Japan the same way. And I had just gotten back from Japan, and and there, he was asking about does that kind of image on a pack of cigarettes affect you? And I was like, well, to play devil's advocate here, one hundred percent it did. I saw that, and you know, compounding oh, yeah. with, the, I was at a point where I was. Uh, 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 ready to move on from cigarettes anyway. I was getting old, and you know smoking for 10 years is never a good thing and uh you know i got a kid or planning to have a kid and all that fun stuff you know i need to i need to quit smoking cigarettes and then you see that and you're like you know how long am i really going to live when my lungs look like two two sacks of, of molasses uh not not very long right so anyway when i called then i was shaking absolutely shaking while i was on hold and you know totally like oh it's gonna be two minutes and you'll be on air i was i was fucking a nervous wreck people get nervous all that to say, all that to say is you can't, I, I don't know. I'm done. I'm over it. 
Uh, all, that, all that to all that to say to answer Ryan's question, yes. <laughs> yes. Ryan, what was your question? As a matter of fact, so I, I can not listen to point. it again. I don't even know at this point. I'm going to pretend like I'm yeah, engaged in this I was conversation. Applications out. It's very nervous. You, you talk about a nervous radio show. Good God. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Lushy. The first time you called yeah. in to Turfs Up Radio, did you get a little nervous? Oh, fuck yeah. Straight out. Yep. I, I got a, nervous and, the first time doing it. Well, actually, no. The first That's not true. The first time I... Do you remember my first call in? Were you lit? No. I was actually working for the city in the middle of February, and we were moving Porta Johns while you were down in Florida <laughs> at the oh, tech show. Oh, right, I right. That. I do remember Live that. from the Porta John, it's Lushy. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, too, Lushy. <laughs> Where is yeah. this now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was, is, uh, that, was man, that is old school. That's, that's, that's a few years. That's a few years ago. And yeah. okay, you know, my moment of nervousness was when Wicked Matt shit. said, "Ray, come on to the show." And they're like, "What?" Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I mean, that was uh, that was hard because okay, I'm thinking. How much coffee am I going to need to put myself up to to do this? <laughs> <laughs> only it's it's only it's only painful the first couple times, and it gets easier. I think about the first burner return we did. I was I was nervous as shit then. And I've been doing fucking mm-hmm. YouTube for five years, six years. I don't know how long I've been doing it now, but uh, I got nervous as hell. And in fact, even the <laughs> countdown before we go live on Thirsty Thursday, that last ten <laughs> seconds. My heart starts beating pretty fast, and then it turns into uh, uh, excitement. You know, when that's as it goes along. And that's the thing that that's the thing nobody will ever hear because they can't. They're not allowed. They can't hear it. But how many times? Every single time, I try to say something completely inappropriate and really <laughs> up to ease your fears. Right at about four seconds every single time, because I know what's going through your head. Yeah. <laughs> and you come back down to earth and you go right into Matt Martin, right? I do it every single time. Nobody ever hears it. So I've been some fucking dynamite jokes in there. I got to say, like, I'm, I'm pretty proud of some of the shit I've said, but nobody will ever hear it. Just never see the light of day. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I've heard it twice. You it was good. Do better. Lushy. Oh, yeah. You definitely, you definitely get nervous calling. And I remember calling in just when you were a regular on Tariff Stuff Radio, calling in and it, it, you're nervous. You know, like it, it's, it's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking calling you now, especially after this phone call. I'm, I'm, I'm all nervous. I don't know what's <laughs> I going know. on. I man, it was just, it was poor timing and it was me unable to be an adult. I know, and handle I know we had a couple emotions. email exchanges, a couple email exchanges. <laughs> God, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> it really oh. was piss poor timing on uh on on my part because i'm not i'm not very good at handling situations like that <laughs> one day when i grow oh. up lushy i'm gonna be steady steady as a surgeon i'm telling you you know what matt Probably that will never no that'll never happen that'll never happen <laughs> because <laughs> okay. you never grow up you're right right oh, because 
Look, and you know why that'll never happen, Matt? Because I know that for myself, I don't do a very Hell good yeah. job of pretending when something doesn't piss me off. Okay? I don't do a good job of pretending. I'm, I'm horrible at it. it. I'm horrible <laughs> at it. I mean, I am mean, uh, one of the most compartmentalized motherfuckers you'll ever meet. No, for me, it, it, it's just... Uh, Onion man. Yeah. It, 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 it back. Layers. layers. Well, pot of rage yeah. and I'm about to explode. <laughs> well, uh, that's not true. You know, I... I was watching something the other the other night, and uh, what is it, what it was? Shrek, yeah, Shrek was talking about onions, Hell yeah. layers. People are people are layers, right? <laughs> people are layers. I mean, and uh, ogres are layers, and I think uh, you know, Demi has layers too. <laughs> Many, and they all smell Many like layers. onions. Uh, boys. See, what about <laughs> what about it. we take this we take this to the after show? How does that sound? Right, where we can we can have it's a time. real conversation. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's appropriate. <laughs> I listen. I had fun. I'm glad. Get Colin to the I'm glad we I'm, I'm glad we didn't have a, a guest. I'm glad we got to all talk and just shoot the shit. Uh, who do we got next week? Turf culture. Turf culture. Oh, uh, Brandon. Oh yeah. Oh, Brandon's going to be back. That's right. Brandon's going to be back. Two. Is the second time two. is always second better. time around. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's people are asking, fun. how does one join the after show? Uh, the after show either become a Patreon member at patreon.com forward slash burn and return uh, or become a, uh, a channel member. Hit the join button down below uh, with burn and return. You get additional perks with uh, some of the shit we do there, including swag and all kinds of stuff. Plus money doesn't go to Google. And, uh, and so, you know, we get to stick it to the man that way. Uh, so yeah, check it out. If you're interested in that, we talk like adults over there. It is not for the faint of heart. If you're not into that kind of thing, no harm, no foul, please do not join. Uh, because it is, it is, it is, it is adult <laughs> topics, adult conversations. It is no holds barred. It is a free for all. And, uh, it is the wild, <laughs> wild West. It takes sovereignty to a whole new outer dimension. Uh, so again, if you're not into that kind of thing, if you don't like bad words and that kind of stuff, seriously do not do not participate in the in the after show um but if you are into that kind of thing if you're as as emotionally immature as i am and uh and think stuff like that is uh is is a great time um then definitely do check it out patreon.com forward slash burner return and uh we will head there now where we will keep this going and uh and talk like the real assholes that we actually are love y'all hey <laughs> Long Geek works at Enterprise Rent a Car. <laughs> <laughs>